You're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Cody and Jess. Welcome back to the It's Her Time podcast. It's so nice to have you here every single week. Can you believe that we've already finished a full year? This year has been amazing. I have loved all of the different episodes we've been able to cover, all of the different topics and discussions and conversations, and we've also had some amazing guests. I hope you've enjoyed it as well, and thank you so much for helping the It's Her Time podcast grow. It's been growing very steadily, and that's all because of you, because you have been sharing these episodes with the girls in your life. So thank you so much. On today's episode, I thought I would just be a little more relaxed and talk about some things that probably is on a lot of our minds this time. Time of year. You know, during this time of year when we're ending one year and beginning another year, a lot of times we like to reflect on the things that we feel like went really well in our lives, the things we're grateful for, but also we like to think about where where could we improve? Where could we bring in more health and more happiness? So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about how happiness is habitual. But before we get into this episode, let's go have fun with a mixers girl say On today's Mixers Girls Say, we're actually going to do a fun recap of this past year, 2022. What a year, right, Cody? It has been amazing. Yeah, Yeah. it has. It's been really like fast. It has. Flew by. But then when I think back, I'm like, that was only a year ago. Some of the things I'm like, wow, a lot has happened in this past year. I think it's just been a pivotal pivotal year for Mixers. It's been really fun. Yeah. I think a couple of my favorite memories on the year, and then I want to hear from you too. Okay, yeah. Um, we have added so many team members yes. to our company. And I, I think something that's been so special is that as we've added team members, it means that we're adding friendships mm-hmm. into our lives. And we really have a unique team in the fact that we learn to love, want, like truly love each other and develop right. friendships that have deep meaning while also seeing and recognizing the incredible impact that women have when we work together. And we have had a growing company, a team of incredibly talented women, women that are willing to do hard things, um, tackle projects that they go into not knowing how to do first. They come out experts. Um, These women have deep meaning to me personally, mm-hmm. and I know to Cody as well. Yes, yes. Um, and that's been honestly something that's been my most favorite for this year. It's just mm-hmm. adding an incredible team and enjoying so many individuals. I, I'm going to say that's probably my favorite thing too, because each of these individual women that are on our team, which I think is unique. I think when I do talk to other business owners, they always are shocked and and kind of like impressed that our entire staff right now is women. Not to say that we don't have amazing men that also help us um, with so many things with mixers, but our staff, our employees are all women. And each, every single one of them has such a unique, like they have so many unique gifts about them. Mm -hmm. Um, They, like, if you just were to meet one of them, you would just be so impressed with them. But what I love about each of them is that They don't have this ego. It's not about them trying to show everybody how amazing they are. Instead, they get the vision. They get the the whole like heart behind mixers. And when they come together, they work together really well. And I think that's been my favorite thing too, is just getting to know each of these girls, getting to see where they shine and and supporting them with Mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. I agree. I think another favorite memory of mine is that we 
changed offices. Mm-hmm. And something that's really fun to know about mixers, um, we're a very young company. For the whole first year, none of us were in person. It was very, very like uh, when we had free time. Jess lived in Europe. She lived yeah. on a whole Yeah, continent. I did. <laughs> and then for the first year that we were together, which was the second year of the company, but really we consider our first year yeah. like growing the business. We were in the loft of my house yep. and we would walk up a bunch of stairs to get to an office space where we would meet together. And I loved that I space. I did too. Yep. Um, and we were able to grow to a point where we could purchase an office space that was 900 square feet. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done is like purchasing this space that at the time we had one employee and I'm like, who's going to work here? But this is great to like have the change. This will be so fun. And we grew to a team of 12 in Mm -hmm. that office. And then it's been amazing because we moved from a 900 square foot office where we were elbow to elbow, (laughs) um, had so many incredible memories. It's not about the space or beauty. It's about just memories made Mm -hmm. and the changes that we were able to implement there that really grew the company. Mm -hmm. And we were able to move office spaces now to a large-scale space. It's absolutely beautiful. It's honestly our mixer's dream home. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, a good way of putting it. And we have a team of about 25 women that work out of this office. We have a large team that works from home, and they visit frequently and um, are able to come in and immediately feel the mixer's mission is here and alive and strong. And it's been, it's been really, really fun to develop this new office space um, because it really provides the mixers experience. Mm-hmm. When women come and visit here, um, <clears throat> our personality is alive <laughs> and thriving, and yeah. it shows through every detail of design, and that's just been something that's been really, really fun for me to see. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a beautiful space, but it still just continues to be something that even more importantly is about the women that we get to interact with every day. They create the energy that's here. And that's been just a fun part of this last year. Mm -hmm. Changing homes. Changing homes. I like it. The Mixers dream house. And that's what it is. You can definitely, when you walk into this building, you can tell where Mixers is. We stand out for sure because all the bright, fun colors and everything. It's really fun. Yeah. So yeah. Another thing I think was a fun highlight this year is that we were able to branch out and go and visit several other states mm-hmm. and meet women that live all across their country and just listen to their stories and be able to share, you know, information about our health and talk about our happiness and talk about the mission of mixers. And it's been amazing. We've loved these opportunities and these events. And we are looking forward to this even expanding into 2023, where mm-hmm. we can go to visit even more cities. Cause every time we go, and we visit these um, places. We've been to, you know, Arizona and to Nevada. We've been to Texas. We've been to wherever, New Atlanta, York, Atlanta, New York, uh, Nashville, yeah, all over. We've been a lot of places, still a lot of places still to go visit, but it has been um, amazing the the impact I feel like some of these um, these trips have made. And it's been really encouraging for us as team members at Mixers to feel inspired. But I also feel like it's also helping 
women that are around um, the country feel like they are more involved and more part of our Mixers girls community, Mm -hmm. which is a huge part of what Mixers is all about because we want to create this um, close-knit community. Even though we might live on opposite ends of the country, we're still all one huge community. And eventually we'll cross seas and we'll get to around the world, right? But Mm -hmm. but that was a big thing that was um, super fun and exciting during 2022 for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. And I think something that I have as a personal takeaway from all that traveling and the fun that we had um, is that women are much more alike than different from one another. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to celebrate how every single one of us is incredibly unique as an individual. But I think traveling from state to state, city to city, something that really hit home for me was how many of us are truly connected and Mm -hmm. have similar needs, similar um, emotions that we're hoping to feel and experience. And it just really helped me to know that mixers will have the ability to connect so many women as long as we stay focused on our mixers mission. Um, Because women really just want to feel seen, heard, loved, understood, and want their health to be thriving. And that is everything we stand with. So I love those trips too. More to come. More to come. Here's to a new year. It's going to be good. Let's go into the episode. Yes. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science, and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com. M-I-X-H-E-R-S. So, We're going to talk about how happiness is habitual. And I brought with me, if you're watching on YouTube, those that are listening, you can just imagine, but you know, I talk a lot about my morning pages, right? Every single morning, one of the habits that I have is I get up in the morning and I like to do some meditation. And then after that, I like to go into what I call my morning pages. And this is basically just a journal. If you've, if this is the first episode you've ever joined with, um, it's a journal that I don't ever think of as my journal that records my life history. It's not like a day-to-day. It's more just like a brain dump where all of my thoughts and dreams and feelings can come out onto the pages. A lot of times, this is also where I start to kind of think about the things that I want to add more into my life, the things that come to me, because I feel like sometimes when I'm in those meditative moments, it allows me to quiet down. It helps me to be able to be in a better place to receive maybe the inspiration that my spirit or my, you know, whatever higher power is giving me. to know what is most important to focus on. Now, I think every single one of us has a goal to be happier. I think a lot of times the reasons that we set these New Year's resolutions and goals or whatnot is because we have the hope that we can have a better life, that we can feel happier. Well, you know that I'm a big believer in creating healthy habits. I feel like the things that we do on a consistent basis every single day is what makes up our days, which is going to make up our life. So the things that we can establish in our day on a daily basis, if they are good, healthy, and happy habits, then 
our overall life is going to feel that much better. So I'm going to talk today a little bit about the process that I've taken clients through that I use for myself. Um, And maybe you can take some ideas from this. And maybe even if you are in a place where you can just listen to this podcast and work along with me, that could be fun too. Grab like a pen and paper. You can even use your phone. I just think there's a lot of power that comes from taking pen to paper. Again, it just, I feel like it flows a little bit easier for me when I do that rather than having to type it into my phone. But however it works, or maybe you're driving or you're out on a run and doing your workout, whatever it is, come back and try to do some of these things. Because I think that your future self is going to thank you for taking time to think about the ways that you can implement some really good habits into your life that's going to lead to overall better health and so much more happiness because health is happiness. It is. It truly is. And you know, I've talked about this many times too. I've dealt with uh, health issues in the past and I have a feeling that a lot of you girls that are listening and watching are also in the same boat, that you also have struggled with your health. And that's why you've been seeking solutions and tuning into the It's Her Time podcast possibly. So I feel like when we are not healthy, that's when we really recognize that we're being kind of held back from the things that we know we should be doing or want to do in order to live that joyful and happy and vibrant life that I think all of us have a dream of living, right? So I think that we need to prioritize health no matter what. And when we do, then that will allow us to take care of our vehicle, to take care of this instrument so that we can go out and live our very best life. So, all right, let's get into some of the things that Um, that I like to talk about and think about when I'm working with clients or I'm just with my family or whatever on my own um, in my morning pages to think about how to, to decide which goals are going to actually really matter. Because I think that's a huge thing too. I think a lot of times when we are considering New Year's resolutions or we're like, oh, I need to set monthly goals or I need to set, you know, long-term goals we kind of pay attention to what maybe other people are saying is important to them. Um, I don't know. This came to my mind, but like, for instance, like I'm not going to have any sugar. Yes. There are so many positive things to like not have sugar in your life. But if there's not like a huge meaning behind it, if that goal doesn't mean a lot to you, most likely it's not going to be something that is going to become a habit. So it's really important for us to get very clear about what we want so that we know what matters most to us. So when asking questions about how to set goals, how to set the right goals, that is the probably the first question that we should ask ourselves is, First of all, how do we want to feel? Because our feelings are much more driven with emotion, right? Obviously, feelings are emotion. Um, And so when we can have an emotion behind a goal, we are so much more likely, I don't know what the percentage would be, but I would venture to guess that we are probably 99% more likely to actually achieve that goal and to create a healthy habit when there is a lot of emotion behind it. So you want to get clear, get clear on what it is on, or how it is that you want to feel. Feel like, okay, for instance, for me, if I'm thinking about this next year, I picture myself, I literally will picture myself and I, I imagine myself feeling strong and vibrant and looking healthy. And I want people when they look at me to be like, you are the most healthy person that Cody is the healthiest person. You know, I just, that's a dream that I would love to have, right? That's how I want to feel. I want to feel energetic and I want to feel like I can go out there and continue doing the things that mean a lot to me, taking care of my family, growing this business, getting out here and speaking, doing those kinds of things. Those are the things that really drive me. And so I get a very clear picture on how I want the future 
to look. And I also am very clear on like, why is that going to lead to happiness? Because is that what happiness is going to look like for me? So first thing you should do is really decide how you want to feel. Get as clear as possible. And this is where like a brain dumping kind of journal exercise is very helpful because it doesn't have to be perfect. You can just like throw down words. You can throw throw down anything, draw a doodle that's going to represent a feeling for you. And, and that will help to clarify things for you and help you to set better goals. All right. The other thing to ask is also what matters most to you. So I know I've talked about this. I talked about it in a recent episode that I did with um, Nina a couple of weeks back, but I'm going to share some of the things that I feel are my biggest priorities in my life. Now, every one of us is going to be different, but I, when I've worked with people, I've recognized that these um, priorities are very similar. People usually will say, yes, these are the same priorities that I have in my life too. So I'm going to share what mine are. I won't go into each and every single one of them individually, but you can write them down. But I also encourage you to go through when you're writing stuff down and think of the top 10 areas of your life that are the biggest priorities to you. Now, this is not in any particular order. This is just as I was thinking, these are the things that I like to focus on and try to create habits to help improve in each of these areas. So the first one is physical health. And I've talked about that too already. Obviously that's like improving my overall energy, um, just helping to support with nutrition and exercise and rest and stress reduction, just overall physical health so that I can show up in life and be the best version of myself as possible. Um, The second thing is spirituality. Now for me, that's practicing my faith, that's study and prayer and worship and things like that. For you, I just say, connect with something that is a higher purpose for you. That's something that you want to focus on. And it's so important, no matter what your beliefs are, it's so important for you to have a higher purpose. So if you can put that into your list of priorities, I feel like that's something that's very um, filling to the soul and very important part of taking care of our overall health. The other thing is mental health. For me, this a lot of times comes with just making sure I have social connection. It also means having something to laugh at every single day. I use humor a lot as my um, kind of therapy of choice, and it's very healing for me and it helps put things into perspective. So I actually work things into my life that allows me to be able to, um, to take care of that mental health side. That's something that we definitely don't want to neglect. And when we do, we feel it. That definitely can affect the way that we feel. The other thing is family relationships. Now, all relationships are so important to me, but as far as my biggest priorities, my family relationships are something that are top priority. I want to make sure that I'm feeling connected and close and feeling like I'm in a place to serve my children and my extended family members. Now, you'll notice that I didn't say my husband because that's my next priority, and I actually have that as a separate kind of priority because it's a whole different type of relationship, and it really could be one of the top priorities in my life, but that's my relationship with my husband. So a romantic relationship, that's something that's a huge priority for me. And it's something that when I am making it a top priority, that's when our marriage and the feelings and connection that we have um, are so much better. And there's so much happiness in our marriage. Now, Trevor and I have been, my husband and I have been married for 31 years almost. And um, I wish I could say it was wedded bliss every minute of the day, but really we do well. We're really good friends because both of us make our relationship a huge priority in our lives. The other um, priority that I like to focus on, and it's actually one that I probably like the least, but (laughs) it's something that's so important too, because it adds to so much of our life as well. And that's financial health. And 
I'm not somebody that's big on loving finances. I am, I'm more of the fun and, you know, I don't want to think about this, that stuff for, I had the wrong mindset about it for a long time. For me, it, it money felt scary. It felt overwhelming. It felt like all of these things. And so I kind of just pushed it off and let my husband kind of take care of all of that. I've learned over the last few years that Money actually is a wonderful thing. It's not something to think of in a negative way. It allows us to be able to do more good in the world. It allows us to feel safe and secure. It's something that's positive. And if we can imagine money just being a tool and not something that has so much emotion attached to it, then there's a lot we can do with it. And I've noticed that when I've switched to this type of mindset and I've created, you know, um, healthy habits around my financial health, that my finances have improved and that that part of my life has become lots less stressful and actually very joyful. And so that's something that is a big priority to me. The other thing is learning, or you could call this personal growth and development. I think that that's important to focus on all the time. I love to be a lifelong learner. There's always new things to learn. You know, it's like the more I learn, the more I learn that I know very little, right? There's a lot to learn. And I learned that from my dad. Luckily, you know, he was a lifelong learner and education was a huge part of his life. Even till the day he died, after he passed away, I remember, you know, days after he passed, he received books in the mail that were covering all kinds of topics. And I thought, you know what? I loved that about him and I want to be like that too. So I always try to find opportunities to continue, whether it's in my career or whether it's other hobbies or skills, I love to continually learn and and do some self-development. All right. The next priority is my career. Now, I don't mean that you have to have a career and be out there working in the workplace, but for me, that's where I find a lot of fulfillment. And that's where I feel like I am able to contribute to our society. And so whatever that is for you, that could be many things. So consider that. How how are you feeling like you are contributing to society and, and making the world a better place? Where are you finding that fulfillment? The next two um, are kind of different because I think people are a little surprised that these would be priorities in my life. But I have actually found that when I focus on these two priorities, that they make a huge difference. The first one is creativity. Now, I'm going to just say just a tiny little something about it because I said I wasn't going to go into every single one of these. But creativity, what I'm talking about is pursuing creative um, things like whether it's like making things for just the joy of making it. Obviously, as my job, I am creating content all the time. I'm writing, I'm speaking, I'm doing these podcasts. I'm always, you know, doing these things that are considered creative, but I've learned that in order to balance my life a little bit better, it was important for me to tap into creating things like art. Like I picked up painting a year ago and not that I'm a really great painter, but I found a lot of joy by just painting and using color and color is so powerful as well. Um, and I, I'm able to tap into that, but things like cooking or playing a musical instrument, or there's so many things. And honestly, it doesn't have to be something that you would perform in a talent show. It's just something that you can tap into whatever brings your soul joy. Create. We're creative beings. We were created by a creative being and we too are creators. And so that could be gardening. I mean, I the list could go on, but I hope you understand what that priority means. The last one is environment. And people are always like, the environment, yes, save the world. That's so important. Yes, absolutely. I am all about protecting Mother Earth. I love nature and I want to make sure that we take good care and we're good stewards. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. It's that plus I'm talking about just the places where we spend our time, our time in our homes, our time in our car, our time at our desk, all of these areas that we are 
living our life, we need to also take care of and nurture and create a space that allows us to be able to have less distraction and to feel peace and to feel serenity and to feel open. And so it's important for us to build in habits into our life that can help support a better environment for where we spend our time. Okay. Those are my big priorities. I would love to know what some of your big priorities are. Maybe some of them are the same, but I would love to hear any of the priorities that maybe some of you guys think of that I haven't thought of. And you can share about them if you go and join us on our Mixers Girls community. Um, That's where we continue these conversations. And I love, love, love hearing all the ideas that you guys have and your thoughts about these conversations that we have. And also, this is a place where you can ask questions. So if you're not part of our Mixers Girls community, you can go to mixers.com. That's M-I-X-H-E-R-E. S.com. And you can go to the top right and it'll say community. You just join there. It's just like this fun little social network that's private and it's just a really safe and fun place to be. And we encourage you girls to, to join in if you haven't already. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, um, let's continue on about those happiness, um, happiness is habitual questions that we should be asking. And I kind of went off on a tangent when I started talking about my priorities, but what I was addressing was we needed to figure out what matters most to us. And that's where finding out what our priorities are matters. And that's a good step for us to do that. Um, Also, what I do with this list of um, these top 10 priorities is I will kind of reflect on how I'm doing. And this changes almost every time I reflect on these priorities. I'll kind of take a look at my life and I'll think, okay, because we're not going to be perfect in all of these areas, all of our life. Um, we're going to exceed, you know, expectations possibly in maybe three of these priority areas and then have other, you know, areas that we really have neglected. So that's why it's good to come back and read through these lists of priorities and kind of reflect on where it is that you're like, I'm nailing it. I'm the pro. I could write the book on how to be the most spiritual person in the world, or I've got my physical fitness and health dialed in, you know, maybe that's you totally. Or maybe you're like, okay, yeah, I have been ignoring my finances and that's becoming a problem. I need to be focusing more on that. What I recommend is find the kind of go through and rate where you are in a one to 10 scale on each of those um, priorities. One being like, you need a lot of help. 10 being you mastered it and see where you end up and maybe take the two bottom, you know, scoring priorities and maybe set your goals around those two, because that's, what's going to be the biggest domino that helps you to kind of achieve all of the, you know, good things in all areas of your life that are priorities to you. If you can focus on the weakest link, right? Train your weakest link. And that helps to bring overall a better foundation and overall better strength. So that's what I like to do. So when I'm thinking about my monthly goals, that's what I do. I kind of look and see where I'm needing a little bit more attention because a lot of times the things that I would score like a, a nine or a 10, never do I ever get a 10, honestly. But if I was to score that high, those are usually areas of my life that I've already created habits in. They're kind of on autopilot. They're things that I don't really have to think about. And that's where it comes back to the reason we set goals is so that we can create really good habits, right? That's the goal of practicing this on a daily basis um, is to be able to to really make all of this autopilot so that it's just easy for us to not have to even think about. It just becomes a part of who we are and what we do every single day. Okay. Then you want to see how you can make, oh, so you're going to find your two lowest, you know, scoring priorities. Then you're going to kind of figure out what are some things that you can do in order to like habits that you could do on a daily basis, little daily action steps, if you will, that are going to have 
create a lot of momentum. There's going to be a lot of power behind them. And so you want to think about things like um, that are simple, but have can create that momentum. For instance, um, off the top of my head, if I am wanting to improve my health, we're going to talk about mixers, supplements. How about that? We always talk about how it's so important when you're taking these supplements that you are consistent with them. But let's say you have a really hard time remembering to take your supplements. So you want to do little things that would help you to make this easy so that it's like a no-brainer for you. So for what one of the things that I do is I have a habit where every single night before I go to bed, this has been going on for years, I have these different water bottles. I know I want to drink a certain amount you know, a certain number of ounces of water every single day. Um, and if I can add a little mixers product in there, then I get the nutrients. I get a little more bang for my buck, right? So I'll have these water bottles. I'll fill them up the night before because for some reason, if I have them filled up, I'm more likely to grab them on the go and take them with me and sip on them throughout the day. It just takes that one little step that kind of created momentum for me to be able to achieve the goal of drinking more water is just by doing a little prep work, you know, the night before so I can set my, myself up for success the next day. Another thing that I um, have done a lot too, and I know this is not like you, you girls have definitely heard this tip before, but it's something that works for me as well is I like to lay out my exercise clothes in the morning and have that ready to go so that when I wake up in the morning, I that's like one less excuse. I don't have to think about like, where are my stretchy pants and where am I going to find those things so that I can get them on and go get my workouts? Like, nope, they're laying in my bathroom ready for me to slip them on and go down in, into my basement and get my workout done. So things like that, that's what I'm talking about. They don't have to be this huge, grandiose actions, just these little tiny steps, these little things that help to give a lot of power behind, you know, you reaching that goal by creating these little habits that make things easy. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So consistency, momentum, that's what we want to be um, focusing on and want to make sure that that's what we establish and make it simple, as simple as possible. The other thing is you want to figure out how you can utilize willpower um, wisely. I think that willpower is amazing. And I feel like all of us have it to a certain degree. Some of us have more willpower than others. I feel like willpower is something that's so important for us to instill in our kids. Um, We need to learn how to have that just grit to like muscle through the really unbearable and really uncomfortable phases of, or the process, you know, part of that process of establishing really good habits and reaching goals that will bring happiness into our lives. And I think the more we practice this, the better. It's kind of like a muscle, right? It's kind of like we're, you know, when we work out and we are trying to build muscle, what we have to do is we have to kind of suffer a little bit. You have to like lift things that are heavy enough that are actually going to create little microscopic tears in your muscle fibers so that then your body can go in and do its job, go to work repairing and replenishing that muscle mass and making a come back even better and stronger. That's the same thing with our willpower. It just takes practice. Um, But the thing with willpower is that it's not something that you can rely on for long-term. So that's why I'm talking about when we're setting goals, we want to think about how it's really about establishing habits and creating habits that become something that feels easier. So what I like to call this is willpower versus empowerment. So you'll notice that when you are going through the process of creating a new habit for your life that's going to lead to the success of these goals, that first half, the first part of it, you know, some say it takes 21 days, some say it takes 30 days, however long, right? I think it takes you however long it takes you. And you'll know that best about yourself. Um, 
But that first part of it, like I was saying, feels unbearable. It feels very uncomfortable. It feels like something that feels hard. And you sometimes will have that deprivation feeling. You'll feel like, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. And there's sometimes like this negative mindset that comes around it. But if you can kind of use your willpower to muscle through that and just keep reminding yourself that it will get better, I know that that's what is the end result when you are consistent is that you'll go from unbearable to uncomfortable, but then you'll become unstoppable. It'll become such a part of your life because you'll start seeing the benefits and feeling the benefits. And that's where that empowerment comes from. So you've got to build that empowerment. It doesn't just happen just because you decide one day that you're going to do something. You have to build that, but that's where that willpower versus empowerment comes from. So you got to keep that in mind too, and really try to have that mindset. It can make the biggest difference. Um, it's important to embrace the process too. You know, this basically what I'm just talking about, just embrace it and enjoy it. And I like to, one of the ways I like to embrace it is to try to get out of that, um, that scarcity mindset, that, that deprivation mindset that a lot of times when we set these goals, we think, okay, I'm going to, you know, work out two hours every single day and I'm never going to eat sugar. And, you know, and that sounds like a great idea until, you know, a weekend and you're like, oh, um, now I'm not seeing my family and I can't eat anything with them and there's no joy. I mean, it's like, it feels way harder than it should be. Um, so instead what I like to do is I like to take an approach that's called crowding out and crowding out basically means that I focus on the good things, the positive things that I'm going to be adding into my day, into my daily schedule, into my daily habits. And by doing so, it's like, I look forward to more good, right? Adding in more good. That sounds amazing, right? That sounds great. That sounds a whole lot better than taking out or, you know, getting rid of or never doing it again. It's like a whole different mindset. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to give you an example for this, but let's say that I am like, I don't want to eat more. I want to try to not eat sugar. I keep using this as an example because I feel like right now we've just finished like a season of just sugar overload, right? So maybe that's why I'm thinking about it. But instead of having the, you know, uh, goal or the habit written down saying, I will not eat sugar. Instead, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to eat more fruit. I'm going to eat more roots, you know, things like that. I get to eat blueberries as a treat when I feel like I need a little something to uh, satisfy my sweet tooth. So it's a different kind of mindset. And the more you can kind of crowd out your bad habits with good habits, the more joyful this whole process is going to be and the better able you'll be to embrace that process. All right. So those are my big questions. The last one that I want to recommend, because I do think it's so important for us to go in and reflect on whether these habits that we're establishing in our life are actually creating more happiness in our lives. So, and also to kind of ask ourselves, have they become a habit? Because I know, like I mentioned before, sometimes we say it takes 21 days to establish a habit, 30 days to establish a habit. It really takes you however long it takes you. So that's when you're going to go back and you're going to kind of review and you're going to ask yourself, has this become a habit? Is this something now that I'm like 
I'll never stop again. You know, when I started meditating, for instance, that felt very awkward. I felt very bad at it, honestly. And I've learned that you can't really be bad at meditating. It's just, again, something that you practice and strengthen, just like strength training. Um, And I, you know, now I've had it as a part of my daily ritual for so long that I would never even consider not having a day where I meditate because it's so fun. I love it so much. So it's such a, a great part of my life. So I don't, put that necessarily on my list of goals anymore, meditate, because I already do. It's kind of intrinsic already in my life. And so, so yeah, so I have to go through and kind of reevaluate and and put the things in there that, you know, first of all, make sure they have stuck. These habits have stuck and they're part of my life now that they have stuck. Okay. Now let's go back through the priority list. Let's see where I can make improvements and let's start building some more healthy habits that lead to happiness. So that's how that all works. Um, I hope this was super helpful for you girls. And those of you that are listening on this week, I know this week is our episode is usually our least listened to week because it's a busy time of year. And I love that. I hope that you girls are spending time with family and friends and loved ones and doing things to relax and replenish and to just charge up your batteries so that when we enter into 2023, you are just going to be ready to succeed, ready to fill your best so you can go out and do your best, right? So thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you again from the bottom of my heart for being just such a loyal listener and somebody that, you know, also participates in this conversation. I love getting messages from each of you, not each of you, but many of you through our DMs. I love it on our social media um, posts. I love it when you leave ratings and reviews on our podcast um, platforms. I love it when you like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. All of these things mean so much to me. Um, It makes me feel like we are truly connected in a a really good, strong community that's continuing to grow. Can't wait for next year. This is going to be an amazing year. We've got a lot of things um, planned that are going to be really great. And so make sure that you uh, join along and and go with us because you don't want to miss out on what we've got ahead for you. So, all right. Happy new year, everybody. Until we talk next week, have a very happy and healthy week. Bye.